currently it is the 7th of September. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it's September. I still am baffled. Like I said the same thing when it hit July, when it hit August, I was like, where did the year go? Yeah. Um, honestly, yeah, I, I kind of have that, that feeling every single day. Like yeah. I wake up and it's like, oh, it's another day yet again. It's all the same. And I feel like weeks pass by really, really quickly. Mm. Like it hits the weekend again. Wait, it's so it hits bad. like Thursday or Friday, and and it's like it's another weekend yet again. Yeah, but another it's week pass. Yeah. But just I well, guess for context for people who listen, um, Sam is currently still in lockdown. I'm not, but still everyone's going through COVID at the same time. Yeah. Um, <sighs> it's been like um six months because lockdown officially started for me i think early march yeah same with same with us yeah um so yeah it's been six months at home and that's crazy yeah i've probably been outside less than like 20 times in the past six months uh, oh probably probably more probably more oh my goodness yeah the only places i go to are like the Walks. Exercise? Yeah. Walks, Everyone's um, on the walk. Oh my yeah. god, we need to talk about all the quarantine habits. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it, it's kind of good as well because it it makes people go outside. There's mm. a reason to go outside, which is like, oh, I want to exercise. I need this fresh air. So That's it makes true. maybe people are a bit more healthy. Mm. I think people are I, definitely more health conscious. Yeah, or will even appreciate that time and that luxury to go out because now it's definitely a luxury to go out. Um, so I think everyone kind of treats it with a different mindset. Whereas before I was kind of like, yeah, you can go out whenever, or like you can go out for a run whenever if you really want to. And you're like, Oh, I'll do it another day type thing. But no, now it's like, you need to, you, you have a very short period yeah. or short frame, yeah, it's time frame like, for to do me, it. It's like going outside is a bigger event now. It's like it's an event because an um, event. <laughs> I I have a neighbor like down the street like uh, two minutes away right he's my mm-hmm. he went to high school with me and stuff mm-hmm. and I told him how bored I was at home and with I play a certain uh certain game and I'm like I'm bored with this I'm bored with that and he mm-hmm. offered to um lend me his Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. which I have oh, right nice. now so That's I walked nice. yeah I walked over took me like a minute to get to his house. Mm. And I dressed up just to go to walk to the town. <laughs> yeah, that's and, nice. And he, his brother, was like, "Oh, you look nice today." I'm like, "Yeah, I dressed up just just for this." And yeah, that that was an occasion. Yeah, definitely. It's just like every single little bit you can take. And for well, for me personally, fashion was always a big thing. So and going through winter, not really being able to go out, it was just like. Uh, and then, yeah, I think we went through autumn as well. It was one of my favorite seasons and could not go out and wear all the things that I wanted to wear. And then now it's kind of uh, on my end, I can go out a bit more and I, I go out a little bit over the top now. <laughs> hmm. But it's, yeah, it's an occasion to go out every single time. But I, I don't know about you specific, like you specifically, but for I thought for girls, like, winter would be the least fashionable season. 
I think uh, it's a personal taste, but yes, more girls I think are geared towards you know dressing up during summer because you can you can have more options to it. Whereas mm. in winter, because it's colder, you just layer on more and mm. everything gets hidden. All the hibernation bodies and everything, potatoes. But um, yeah, so no, definitely. But I think for me, because I have a thing, I I really like enjoying my wearing my coats out. So. Mm. I just did not even get to. But. I think yeah, it's probably opposite for guys. At least for me, like I feel like I have more to wear in so winter. Wind. Yeah, like you can, yeah. we can actually do some layering. Yeah. But in the summer, <laughs> it's all just t-shirts and shorts. <laughs> You're and all just the white t-shirts. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. What what else can we wear? Like a nice shirt, like a short sleeve shirt, a long sleeve shirt. That's about it. Yeah, you know? that's because like it's ex- the the threshold for. I don't know, maybe guys just also just more seamless, just, you know, plain tee, plain jeans, this is good yeah. enough type thing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but now back to COVID, like, mm. it's, I think people just wear hoodies every day, even in my like, <laughs> daily daily meetings. I, I see yeah. my manager who wear, like, the same two or three hoodies every day. They're just on so, rotation. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I have a lot of um families. Um. Uh, like coworkers who have families and so like obviously they're also taking care of their kids at home or you know running back and forth taking care of the kids while also in lockdown also with covid and everything so it's yeah you definitely get a more of a window into their lives and the the whole office attire especially for corporate corporate attire is truly out the window even when people are doing like the company-wide town halls and things like that Mm it's a lot more casual yeah the suit is no longer there (laughs) i'm interested to see in like maybe next year when hopefully we go back to the office how Mm -hmm. people would start dressing will people go back to more formal wear or it's more laxed i think it just depends on whether your client facing i think there'll still be an expectation but at the same time i can definitely see the what I want to call, I guess, trendsetters who kind of have gone past that. It's kind of like moving towards how, you know, the tech industry was a lot more casual, even with clients and things like that. So it's more of like a humanization of fashion almost type thing. Mm. Um, But at the Mm. same time, I think people, the certain people who are used to a certain way will be quite keen to go back to that way. Like, for example, just going back into the office, I think for me would be great because it's like that separation between work and home mm-hmm. life. But I think also it's for me, it's an excuse to go back into the city, you know, and just feel that hustle and bustle again. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you definitely feel different just purely working from home. Yeah. Like, I, I personally, like, I've been like struggling with separating work and non-work yes. because i work on the same desk and i, pl- exactly. I play on the same desk mm. like i watch i watch youtube on the same desk mm. so but it's, it's just what compute which computer i use it's mm. that's that's what separates it so and mm. my 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 bedroom's like right next door yeah so that doesn't help yeah so, mine is my dinner yeah. table so it's kind of like all in one as well but well, I try and change like the seat that I'm in on my dining table, so wow. there's a little bit of a difference. But at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, you get kind of lazy. You know, you have your full setup in one seat, so you're just kind of like, 
yeah stay there type thing Mm. yeah Mm. yeah so we just i mean it'll be interesting to see but as well it's not even just that it's like the nature of how people interact for business meetings like because we both work in corporate um that itself i think will shift a little bit just and also the priorities of businesses doing like business overseas do they really need to be in the office? Do they not need to be in the office? Whether everyone's going to be able to start working like flexibly, even though they've been saying it for years, you know, they're starting to do, you know, flexible work arrangements. But now mm. everyone's like, no, it's been tried and tested. We really can work from home. And mm-hmm. so work flexibility is going to be, I guess, a big thing for an employer from an employee standpoint and job attraction, maybe potentially. Um, yeah, or, but it's but it could go uh, both ways, right? Because like, I'm not sure about your company, but like a lot of people in my company has have complained that after co- like lockdown started and working from home, their uh, their workloads ha- has gone have up. increased. Yeah, yeah, because okay. like the the time, like the nine to five is is very blurred now. Mm-hmm. And my man, my man, I uh, my manager, he has this meeting every day at six. So, because um, they they're working on a project, and the the product is owned by I I think a team from France or something. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure. The where, time zone, yeah. Yeah, the time zone different. So they have to do a meeting like after hours just to meet yep. with their time zone. It's like yep. 10 a.m. Yep. for them, and so we kind yep. of have if to you're talking yeah. to the U.S., you're most likely talking to them at like 7, 8 a.m. in the morning. And then if you're talking to the U.K., you'll be talking about at 8, 7, 8 o'clock at night at least. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Or, so... yeah, unless you're waking up with the U.S., which is like, I think, 10 or 11 p.m. our time. Mm. So, like, even if um, employees are more acceptable of working like from another country or another state or wherever, I don't think it's might necessarily be good for the employee. They'll have to put in more either safeguards or something like that or policies to make sure that there's like less of a burn, less prone to burnout and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like I know for a fact that I'm, um, people who work in the healthcare industry, like in hospitals and everything, obviously with the extra workload with COVID, they are, it's mandatory that they all take their breaks and everything. Like they, they, otherwise I think they potentially could get in trouble if they don't comply with all of that. Um, but obviously it's because, you know, they work in a much more sensitive environment mm. where dealing with medical issues and things like that. But um, yeah, I think the, It'll shift definitely. Uh, it's more. I think it'll be more interesting to see who comes out with like the first initiatives on like the new norm. What was well, like, I? I don't know whether you've heard the term the new normal being thrown everywhere, especially like in my business, it's been thrown around a lot. But then the new normal. Um, who's going to be the first to kind of be the trend uh, trendsetter, but person the innovators. Like who announces way. like a poli- like a company wide policy of yeah that kind a of new thing. way of how employees will work yeah because definitely when COVID happened like everyone was worried for like retail workers and things like that and then I remember like Google and Apple making announcements about um, 
the stores and things like that. Um, like same thing with PayPal and things like that. So it'd be interesting to see who come, whether they, it's again the techs who lead on top in terms of culture and things like that, or mm. if anyone else will kind of stand up and, you know, do make some radical changes. You never know. Yeah. Well, the most likely the tech, the big tech companies are going to be the trendsetters, right? Like, like. I guess because they're more agile about yeah. that. Um, yeah. And they're more risk, um, less risk averse. And because yeah. they know, like, people, like, let's say a company like Google, they mm-hmm. announce, like, oh, four, four day work weeks for, like, globally. Mm-hmm. It's, because because the brand is Google, people will, will say will think okay, this is it's a big brand. It's been tested. Like if they if Google, like one of the biggest companies in the world, can do this, why not us? You mm. know. But they also have to factor in is that their workforce is mentally prepared for that as well. Like if you think about the people who work in like these younger companies, they or like in more innovative companies and things like that, cultural innovators and things like that, they, they're all ready to also take on this kind of lifestyle. Whereas in like traditional corporate world, it's less likely there's a specific way and a specific culture. And that's where I think a lot could potentially change, hmm. which will be very interesting to watch. Um, the other space to watch is kind of like the, the importance of international travel like business yep. trips and you know the the roles where they send people overseas back and forth for training and things like that um i know for yeah. a fact that, like i personally was always looking forward to like yep. those roles where kind of sucks know, now hey yeah it's like you know you can have a, a, a regional or global role type thing and then you'll be able to fly like i have like you've i've met seniors in other companies and things like that and they they've gotten to that point where they they can say that like, oh, I'm done with flying. Like, I want to be at that point. Yeah, like, it kind of sucks how we've just entered the, like, the, the workforce, the workforce yeah. and this happens, so, mm. and the work culture has, has, is going to shift. Yeah. And that, like, flying out might not be a, a luxury that we, we might, be, um, might be able to enjoy. Yeah. Not anymore, but um, I mean, you never know. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, it'll be interesting to see whether things revert back to normal or it'll really, there's going to be a lot of changes happening. Mm. Um, but I think that's also, I think the biggest reflection on 2020 will be everyone kind of rejigging their priorities in terms of life, and like yeah. their work life, um, family life, what's important to them. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people ref- reflected more this year. Mm. Like, especially like like a good example is like my own company. Two, like mm. my CEO um, resigned. I think his mm. last day is gonna be like end of this month or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the general he manager wants of, to stay with more family. I think so. I think that's um. yeah. He's he said he calculated like over the past ten years he spent. I think each year, like almost half, half a year for the past ten years, um, on planes. Wow. Yeah, on planes or in hotels or just just away in fam, away from family in general. Oh my goodness. So yeah, and he, he 
Yeah, if you think they have the younger kids type thing, that's a lot mm. of that's like half a child, literally half a childhood gone. Yeah, Gosh. yeah. I think he's um in his mid fifties or late fifties, uh, I think. So oh, okay, yeah. kids might be older by then, but still, yeah. that's oh a, wait, that's a yeah. Child. Oh wait, his his oldest child works at works at the company. Oh okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. But like, yeah. But still, though, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Imagine and that. Same as same with my like EGM, I think. He, mm-hmm. he also quit, like, understanding, like, oh, pr- what priorities are more important, mm. like, family, and, mm. yeah, what his passions are, so. Mm. I think yeah. a lot of people have recalibrated what's important to them. Mm-hmm. But as well, on the flip side, people are also appreciative of the jobs that they have. Mm. Because, you know, some people, unfortunately, um been made redundant or you know businesses have closed down like small businesses also struggling quite a bit um all the sectors that were hit hard when covid started um so i think people who still have their jobs are also more grateful um yeah but i think that also kind of contributes to the whole people also getting worked overworked a little bit Mm. um because everyone wants to keep their job no one wants to give any reason for anyone to be made redundant kind. Well, so, like, it's also like a good period to like start businesses, I think. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, Why do you say that? Um, because when like the lockdowns first started, right? Mm-hmm. The, um, in social media, people I always saw like people saying oh, the, the previous recession was when like the big, big companies started. Like big companies we have today started. Like Uber, I think I'm not sure. Don't don't quote me on this. Like Uber and Amazon and stuff. This is when they started booming. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, so no. quite a number of companies. Yeah. yeah. In the last so year. Maybe. So maybe this like we have the next big Google company <laughs> in the works right now. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Next next unicorn. You mean? Oh yeah. Hmm. But, uh, uni- unicorns pop up like left and right these days, right? That's true. I mean, at the rate that, you know, Silicon Valley and China are popping them out. Yeah. Ah. So excited to see what will happen in the next 10, 20 years. Yeah, I think so. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like the GFC, I don't know, in a sense, maybe it's because like we, we, even though we lived through GFC, we didn't feel the full, full, full impacts of GFC, unlike, like, for example, our parents' generation did. Yeah, like, what? But like, how, financially. How old, how old were we? Uh, GFC, 2008. 2008. It's 12 years ago. Whoa. Yeah, I was, I was 10. <laughs> Baby, yeah. I was 10 yeah. or 11. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll be like 13. Yeah, I pro- I pro- yeah, had no idea what was going. Probably not, no idea what was going on. Oh, very little to go on. But yeah. I mean, I I think I remember seeing like just purely from the stock market point of view, it's it, for some reason the GFC felt like it was worse. But at the same time, I think because I know for a fact that in terms of pointage, the the market dropped more in COVID. Like more sharply, I think, but it kind of bounced back really fast. So, mm. 
but then again, we are still in the middle of it. And, you know, Australia has also just recorded its first quarter of recession. So especially we are in a recession. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, I guess, the next six, 12 months, how everything plays out, whether the, the market continues to go back up or it'll something drastic will happen again. I mean, we, well, who knows? We don't yeah. even know what's going to happen in the next three months. Well, like. The the stock market is not the economy, right? No. Although the economy, like the stock market, sits within the economy. Yeah. What what doesn't get um factored like, in? Account, yeah, factored in into the stock market are these like small businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, I agree. Maybe that's why the the stock market it's is still performing pretty well. Because mm, yeah. this affected more of a small. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, and plus like. A lot of the the companies that are listed in the stock market right now, especially, is um, are tech companies. Yeah, and they're all doing and, well. Yeah, and tech companies do well, especially in COVID when everyone's working from home and made yeah. it re- like accelerated the um, how much uh, accelerated how uh, can't speak accelerated mm-hmm. our re- realization of how much we need tech. Mm. So. Like I don't know about you, but me, I'm pretty much on a device twenty like twenty four seven. Yeah, twenty four seven. When I wake up, I check like my my alarms on my phone. I check my email. I check my emails on a computer. Mm. Like on a computer, I mm. talk, talk to my friends on a computer. Mm. Like yeah, that's that's just my life now. That could also be a big point of difference because even mm. though in 08, when the GFC hit, like we we still we already started having early day iPhones and all that. Mm. Do we have iPhones? Yeah, that's... 11. That's the very beginning of iPhone. Yeah, that's the beginning of iPhone. Of yeah. iPhone. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the level of information going back, that also might have contributed to why this, like the stock market was like dropped so much so fast because the fact that we have so much access to technology and things like that. Maybe. And like... The volume of tr- like people going into the stock market, yes, oh, like, has increased definitely, especially oh, like God. these like small apps like like have you heard of like eToro and stuff like that? Yeah, like Robinhood. And I've been like, seeing the ads. Yeah, like, getting spaceship. big celebrities to to yeah, exactly. endorse these. Wow, yeah. yeah. So, a se- separate issue, but I'm kind of worried if they have any like um, fraud. Um. Um, yeah, implications of it, or like, but I don't know. I think most, from an Australian standpoint, I think most of it's regulated, so it should be okay. But of yeah. course, if you're dealing with crypto, it's a different thing. But even then, I think out of everyone, the Australian market will try and mm. regulate as much as possible. Um, but yeah, yeah, but so I, much information and technology is just such a big part. I think for me, I've tried to stay off technology a little bit more just because, you know, that whole blur between work and personal mm-hmm. life. So I've kind of tried to switch off. But at the same time, even though I've switched off on, you know, going on apps and scrolling and all that, I've increased my Spotify use and yep. my use of my home speaker so much more. So it's kind of like a translate in a sense. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's going to be interesting because mm. tech always 
moves move forward, right? It doesn't wait for anyone. It doesn't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Like, no, uh, yes and no. The market also has to be ready. That's what I've learned definitely in my job. That what do, you, what do you mean? The market has to be ready. The market has to be ready for for new technology. Yes. Like, mm. okay, you can bring out something shiny and brand new, right? Yep. But if the market isn't actually ready for something shiny and brand new, it won't take to it. It'll just be like, oh, it's too expensive to run. And so it's like when VR came out first. Yeah, like it was like, it's way uh, too expensive. It's not um, commercial enough. There's not enough on it. So we're just going to wait until, you know, they build a bit more. Until yeah, like Google you know, Glasses. More affordable. Yeah, and things like that. So if, yeah, if the market's not ready for it, it's not going to push. I'm sure there's a lot of things that out there in the market that they're prototyping they're like ready to push out and it's and it would make our lives so much easier but the fact is they have to make it scalable they need to make make sure that you know the entire market can use it it's easy to use um Mm. and it's also seamless kind of integration into your life yeah like like remember when ai ai products started coming in in terms of like you know google home um alexa and things like that it's like at first people were like, oh, all my information is going to get stolen and everything. <laughs> Even though, yeah, it's still a valid, valid argument. But at the same time now, more and more people, because they marketed at the beginning as like a, like a home assistant type. Mm. You, know those, you know those movies back then where it's like, oh, it's like a robotic house type thing. and like Everything can get done. You just like tell, tell the digital robot home and it does clean yeah. the house or something I, like that. I think that. Already happens, right? But it's just for yeah. the the uber rich, where the the design, like the the software, goes into the design of the architecture of the house already. Like you can have, like, tell Google to um, pour exactly one cup cup of water and stuff, and the tap will automatically turn on and pour you exactly one cup of water. Things like th- th- stupid things like that. But mm. in the future, maybe as like um these things get more developed and it becomes cheaper and more accessible, it'll be a normal mm. thing for us in mm. 50 years. Who knows? Mm. Mm. But as well, it's, it's, I think there's a flip side. It's these, what we're talking about as well is like consumables that we can have at home, right? It's things that really don't affect the, I guess, the workforce. But I'm just also thinking in terms of robotics that um, improve production lines or, mm. um, like retail workspace and things like that, I'm pretty sure there would like there would be people against it because like you know put people out of the job and everything. Mm. Um, yeah, th- this goes back to what, a... I, what I mean by tech tech moves forward and it doesn't care. Mm. Yeah, like people are going to lose jobs because of um, technical technological advancements, but it and people will protest about it. Like governments will have um, policies to combat them, but ultimately tech doesn't care and these people will lose their jobs i'm not saying that i'm happy that the happy that people lose their jobs i'm just saying that it will happen regardless yeah then in the end you know the big boss will want to do it for the profit anyway so even if Mm -hmm. the robots do it faster and everything so you know change over to the robots and then the workforce has to adapt yeah Uh, yeah the, the 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 like more accessible problem that we can solve is probably how we can how can we adapt faster instead of trying to mm. stop prevent, it from happening yeah stop it from happening mm. yeah so 
Well, the access to the internet and everything, all the training involved, but that that itself has presented its own problem. Mm. It's, in a sense, saturating the market. Mm. But, like, even then, like, right now, there are a lot of tools that help people um, design things, design, like, software and stuff without actually typing a line of code. Like, um, what, what are those, like, products that help you build your websites and stuff? Like platforms and things like that. Yeah, platforms like that help WordPress, you, you know. Yeah, blog, WordPress. Blog yes. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, you don't have to code. You can yeah, build even your Google website, has yeah. their own. I think sites.google.com. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Um, the company I worked for before. They what they um probably can't say in the podcast, but um <laughs> the do you know the the company I worked in yeah. C for. Mm-hmm. Like they, they had a tech company and what they were, their main product they were working on is mm-hmm. a platform to develop apps, develop generic apps. Mm. So you yeah, can put it's basically it in your like product. a shell. Yeah, it's like a software yeah. to develop apps. So you mm-hmm. can put it, because they were talking about like, I can't remember exactly because um, I didn't have much knowledge back then, but like the founder like explained it to me a few times saying, saying like, Every service and transaction have um, three, three things, three points of contact. First is the seller, second is the um, vendor, and the third is the client. I think. And these, as long as you know which, what three of these are, you can put it into the app, and it can generate an app within like two minutes or something. So it's an app to create more apps. Wow. So it's going like next level. I don't know if if I'm making sense here, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably didn't didn't make sense. <laughs> Got a bit of it. <laughs> but I mean there's a lot of like missing in the middle gaps and things like that. Mm. Logistics of how they actually do it and everything. Yeah. But the theory is there and I and I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Because like like all these new companies that come out, it's always like a platform. So like mm. Uber is a platform for car rentals, mm. and Netflix is a platform for watching something. Mm. Um, They're all consumables. It's all cons- <laughs> yeah. It's all a platform to do something else to help people connect people more to yeah, the internet. Exactly. So, and the app that I was talking about is just another platform for app makers to make apps mm. quicker without mm-hmm. without using code so mm-hmm. yeah trying to basically create the uh short version way of doing pretty, anything faster. pretty much pretty much so they can churn out more yeah i wonder what will be the next thing after platforms unless we're going to ride the whole platform wave for for a while which i wouldn't be surprised about actually to be honest just because well, you know, we're in the age of the internet it's then if you want to talk about next, like theory craft about next steps, like it's only logical to go up a level, right? And I don't know what where that level is. Mm. No, exactly what I mean. Like I, I wonder what it is going to be next. Yeah, because all apps sit in. Wait, what? Um, we use apps, and apps are like a platform, and I don't know where platforms sit platforms sit on like operating 
softwares, but operating softwares and the internet really. Yeah, but I but guess the only that thing that comes, the only thing that comes to mind is probably like wearable tech, and yeah. how integrated it'll get into our lives. Um, mm. Like for example, and then the whole digitization and um, of like shopping online and things like that. Like for example, when we went into lockdown and everything, Woolworths and Coles could barely keep up with the demand, and mm-hmm. then push trying to as fast as I can push out online shop. Mm-hmm. And so I remember they were like hiring people specifically for that as well, just do online shops so people don't actually have to go into store. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just do click and collect. But I also remember reading articles about um, warehouse facilities of basically it's like a robotic grocery store and they will pack your delivery and everything for you mm-hmm. instead of people. So, yeah, I think the way that we consume things and the way we shop, the way we behave online is just constantly going to be bombarded with like newer updated technology and how easy can it, how much easier it can make your life. Mm. What's a little bit difficult that we can build a product to make it even easier than it already is. But like, uh, haven't you have you watched the um, oh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I've that always has been on my bucket list, but I've never. <laughs> yeah, it's been on my bucket list for like probably five years. I've never gone to. Yeah, it. yeah, no. you should watch it. Um, but there's like one aspect where it's like there's like a I microwave. The, I, I thought it's a, I thought it's a, a book. I think it is based on a book, but there's a movie version, which is the one I watched. Um, oh, okay. But there's a there's a scene where like basically you know it's futuristic. Everyone lives. Oh, the space the space theory is also the other thing. It's like you know whether we're all gonna living in space we kill mm-hmm. the earth type thing um but what i was like what came to mind was the whole i think it was like a microwave or something like that that pretty much you just order whatever your heart desired and it just atomically creates it well that's that's not very far-fetched <laughs> hey we already have 3d printers we do and we are starting to pre 3d print food so yeah that. The way we consume things will consistently change. I think food will be a big thing because mm. there's always a big concern about our environment, our consumption patterns, how much meat, how much water we use. I watched a video like like a few months ago. The mm-hmm. um, they they're able to create recreate meat like um, meat tasting non meat. Meat tasting non like. Like 3D so, print it, or are we no, talking no, no, no. about Just like impossible meat print. type thing? Yeah, impossible meat. Oh, have you tried it? No, I haven't. But like, okay, the guy <laughs> that haven't. made the video, he made um, he he's called Mark Rober, mm-hmm. so he makes science videos on YouTube, and he um made Bill Gates try it, and mm-hmm. Bill Gates like didn't know the difference between the the actual, oh, the actual really? burger and the, Ooh, the fake burger. Big claims. Yeah, so. That will be the future probably, and mm. it looked exactly the same as well. Like it really, it looked, it looked bloody. Like you know yeah, how like beef I, yeah. beef burgers, beef patties, like like have a bit of blood. The impossible and, meat stuff, like yeah. Yeah, they bleed apparently. Yeah, but, so um, I've only had a bad experience. With it. Really? But no, mine was probably a bit um an outlier because basically what happened was um, my brother had one in the fridge, but he had gone on a trip. 
So he had told me like, you know, it's going to expire today or tomorrow. So just eat it. yeah, just eat it or like, you know, deal with that type thing. And I was like, okay, let's give this a go. <laughs> how did it look? How, how did it look? It, it looked like a, probably like a less quality level of meat patty because it was mm. a hamburger packet patty mm. sandwich. Um, so it looked, looked like a, like a cheaper end kind of type thing. Cause it's like, you know, the, I, don't, I think they looked a little bit grayer and things like that. Um, and then I fried it up and it, it bled like literally it, it looks like it bleeds and everything. Um, but honestly it tasted really different. And I, I don't know whether it was because it was almost off. Maybe that affected it. So do you know what it was made of? Like, I think they like to mix of like probably tofu based. Mm. Um, but yeah, honestly, I can't remember. It was a while ago. But um, yeah, <laughs> it definitely well, bled. It definitely looked like it looks like me. You can't tell the difference. But for me, that particular instance, I did taste the difference. Um, maybe it's because you knew. <laughs> that it's, it's fake meat. All right, so all right. You know what? The taste next buds time, are like, oh. Next time I'm gonna make you one, and then we'll see right. whether I'll slip well, one in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see whether you taste the difference. Hopefully, like, we'll uh, mm. see. Okay. From a nutritional standpoint, though, I think, yeah, it ticks a lot of boxes apparently, and of course, it's like less wastage on the environment, impact mm-hmm. on the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I don't even know how. Do you think people are eating healthier during COVID or unhealthier during COVID? Mm, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's real 50 50. It's like either or, yeah. I think. I it's think, either that. Yeah. yeah. You go. People you go. who. Um, will, because cooking is a, another step, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people, like um, people who want to get in shape, they say, like, before COVID, it's always like, oh, I got, I got to hit the gym. I got to hit the gym. But they never realized that diet is a, a bigger part of, of getting healthy. So hmm, if people eat healthy during COVID, I, I really don't know. Like one side is like people who can, can be fucked to like cook better. Yeah. Will, like they def- they definitely will they def- for those people they're definitely eating healthier and people who who can't then yeah that's that's a no mm. so i think yeah the only d- thing that separates the, the two groups is if they can be stuffed or not <laughs> i think so too i think people who find it who are previous like pre covid mm. were used to a lifestyle where you know when they eat out, they eat bad, but then when they're at home, they can control all their portions and everything, then it'll be mm-hmm. fine. But I think people who are used to eating out, they'll end up like, you know, ordering Uber Eats and it's like the whole yes. shopping mentality. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you see something else on the menu. You're just like, oh, I'll get that too. Mm-hmm. And then you like, you make excuses for yourself. You're just like, oh, I'll, I'll, if I don't finish it, I'll finish it tomorrow and such and such. But I think as well, I don't know. Like a, I know a lot of friends who go through, you know, quarantine baking. Yeah, that's a that's, lot of carbs. That's, that's, that's a big a thing right now. That's a big thing right now. Huge. Like, like a lot of my friends start baking. And, yeah. yeah, everyone started baking. Whether yeah. it's like good baking or not, I have so many friends who've 
now join the art of sourdough and they're obsessed like absolutely obsessed and don't well, mind me it, it tastes really good but it's like they're making loaves at a time and it, where where it has to go somewhere right someone has yeah. to eat it so mm. i've definitely found it harder but as well it's not even just that it's like the like people also trying to cook inside more um mm -hmm. just because they you know they want a fancier meal like a actually a cooked meal rather than like a bought meal or like you know something not something with like out of an instant ramen packet type thing um but for me i think at the beginning i really struggled with the fact that i work from home which is right next to my kitchen and the accessibility to food is right there <laughs> So yeah, I got and it. no one's watching. And no one's watching. Yeah, that's also the other thing. And the fact that you're not gonna see people. Just you just like you just don't you well, you just care less. Pretty much. But, yeah. yeah. I definitely had to cut back a lot on that when I started feeling like, oh probably getting a little bit too much now. Just had to yeah. back. Or that like I have to up up the the excess. Yeah, that kinda applies to a lot of other things because like you don't social see other people anymore you don't dress mm. as you don't care how you look anymore oh the you, quarantine beard <laughs> yeah. like oh the video calls are so funny <laughs> yeah a, lo a, a lot of people i know like either grew out the beard grew out the hair or sh shaved their head mm. shaved, shaved their hair just drastic oh things they would not never do like <laughs> on normal year they just want to feel something at home. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's like, it's it's all those things that um I think for, maybe I don't know, oh, for, definitely for guys, yeah, it's like your hair, your beard, and things like that. For like girls, it's like, you know, girls who like colored their hair a lot and things like that. The regrowth, man. <laughs> all those bits and bops. Um, people who... Obviously, these are all like first world problems. It's like <laughs> getting your lashes done, getting your hair done. Oh my goodness! But going to the dentist, I did not realize how much of a luxury that was. It's just what do you like mean? because, like, um, when COVID hit, it, and like we went into lockdown, like I did not even consider that that was like these these things. Like you know, people need to go get a haircut, who go get um, teeth cleaned, and things like that. Mm. But it went all into shutdown because, you know, it's such close proximity. Yeah. And so then, like, when when lockdown kind of, like, eased up and they opened up these things and everyone's just, like, in a flurry. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, goodness. But definitely, yeah, the, the eating habits definitely changed. <laughs> well, just a bit more. Con well, mine's a lot more controlled right now, which I actually like a lot. Mm. But, ah, but yeah, definitely working from home and not seeing other people. You just, you know, I think there's also been a shift personally. It's like less doing it for other people. And now I, it's more accountable because I'm doing it for myself. Mm. Like, yeah. Mm. That's, yeah, that's good. Mm. Like going, like kind of ties back to reflecting. Like, mm. You question why you do everything. things that you were doing, yeah, yeah. and whether like, it's necessary. Yeah, exactly. Like a a lot of days, I 
because I'm on like my computer a lot. If I'm not working, I'm just like maybe watching videos or playing games or something. And I'll, like I'll maybe have this thought like two or three times a week. I'm like, why am I playing this game? It's why a do I sit here? Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it is a pastime. I have nothing better. I have nothing better to do. But mm. it's like, why? Why am I playing this? I I don't feel like I'm enjoying this. I I used to have fun on this game, but not anymore. But I'm it's still also, playing it. It's probably also the only source of stimulation you get. Yeah, and that's probably the crux of it. Um, mm. Because when we go out, you know, we have so many other external stimulants from work, mm-hmm. the environment, the weather, um, just people, day to day things, small interactions, catching the train to mm. work, catching the bus to work, driving to work, whatnot. Yeah, and those are all stimulants that our brain processes during the day. But then, you know, when we're working from home and everything, we don't really get all that external social stimulants. So yeah, I I heard some someone say say something that's I think a pretty good like theory. Mm-hmm. Like so, bef- before lockdown, mm-hmm. like our normal lives would be like wake up, go outside, work or whatever, like go to uni or whatever you have to do outside, then come back home that's the only time you can get on your computer and play games and do whatever. That's your like turn off um, session. You just switch off and you just have like a lot of passive entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, but now because we're constantly connected, it's not, it's not an escape anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back before COVID, like playing games was an escape, but now it's more mm-hmm. real. If that makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing you got. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, video calls and everything—that's a, that's a different nuance in itself. Mm. Some people I know are really uncomfortable with it, and still are very uncomfortable with. Um, but you know. Yeah. yeah. I I I don't I wouldn't say I'm the most comfortable person in a video call. I just wish people don't call you out to to turn your video on. Like <laughs> you can hear me fine. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't prepare myself to to have you look at me. So, <laughs> so. I'm not in my best state. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's there's a few things that they've been trying to do. I don't know. Maybe it's more so for external, not necessarily internal, but definitely for external. Anything external facing, mm. they're very highly encouraged of yeah. showing face. Um, just because it like shows that you know you're paying attention yeah, and you don't yeah, have a million other things. And, yeah. Yeah, and you're focused. Face your name, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I get it, but if I see see someone every day, it's like <laughs> if I'm meeting yeah. someone every day, it's yeah. No, completely agree. Because as well, um, <laughs> for me, it's I get I have to double check sometimes. For calls that are um, not out of the blue, but like um, not regular calls, mm. I would have to be like, I need to double check. Will I need to be on camera for this? On <laughs> <laughs> need to get you out of my pajamas, get into some normal clothes, look yeah. a little bit normal. Yeah. Even though like everyone is going through the same stuff, but you know. Mm. I don't know. Did you ever go through a period of actually dressing up for work? No. Um, 
<laughs> I don't think so. I'm trying to think. Like, may, I think for some meetings, yes. Mm-hmm. But generally, no. Because <laughs> most of my meetings are very just voice, voice calls instead of video. Mm. Yeah, unless it's like special occasion, like you know, introduce yourself to the team and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Puts, puts a but face even the then, phone. they put like a photo. Up. Yeah, pretty much. Even so. on the spreadsheet, yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Now, right. I think I tried for one. I tried, I think, for a short period of time to actually dress up to do work, but then it just didn't make sense in terms also of my washing. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I've. So I was just like, yeah. eh, okay, never mind. I've done significantly less washing, <laughs> which, but yeah, logically, <laughs> but mm. I've done significantly less washing of outgoing clothes, but lots more washing of indoor home clothes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty much. <sighs> We're probably running out of time. Ah, okay. Wow, that t- that went fast. Yeah, I think we started what in fifty minutes ago. Yeah, well, it says that you press Craig join at nine thirteen. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. So yeah, about la- last qu- last question to end oh, in this first okay. episode. Okay. What? Do you wear socks at home, like during winter? Oh, um, I live in a carpeted area oh, so okay. most of mine is probably not um i do have slippers but even then i don't use them all the time just because my my place is carpeted you yes but all even if it's carpeted like isn't aren't your feet cold oh uh, no my my place is particularly insulated okay. and i've been told that it's been it's particularly well, you, insulated yeah. yeah you do live in an apartment so it's probably yeah. different yeah 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 and, yeah, but so, most places, yes. I've been to friends' houses and things like that. It is cold, cold. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. For that one. So I, I wear socks and I tell my friends, and some of them think it's weird. That I wear yeah. socks in winter at home? at home. Do they wear slippers at home? I don't know. I, ne- I never asked. They just said I was weird. So, but I would, I, I yeah, it's either that, that you like wear socks or you have house slippers. I've been to friends' house and they'd offer me like, "Do you need a pair of socks or like mm. house slippers and things like that?" <laughs> it's just to like cut you, like separate you from the colder tiles and floorboards mm. and such. But this also this this conversation goes to the next level, right? Mm. What my friends found a bit more weird is I told them I wear socks to sleep. Ah, oh. yeah. I think that's just a personal choice. I mean, I know some people like need to always wear socks some people like the you know sticking like sticking a leg out type thing during summer i like sticking a leg out yeah the same so, but like during winter it's just too cold to do that yeah okay so there's difference but as well like it also depends whether you have electric blanket which i do so oh okay i don't I do, need to wear i do socks. i don't enjoy that luxury <laughs> i do not live in <laughs> i do not live that life <laughs> not yet not yet yeah. I know, are the first time. Oh, that's another thing. During COVID, it got really excited about home appliances. Like, I got so excited when my electric mm. blanket arrived. I got so excited when my garment steamer arrived. Yeah. Um, my, I have a plasma lighter for my candles. I got so excited for that. Or like a, like a little electric whisk. 
which is not really a whisky. Wow. It's more like an egg frother to have like a a, a, a matcha latte at home. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, thinking of getting a, a coffee machine. Of like a full coffee machine or like an espresso type thing? A uh, full coffee machine. That, like, not the ones that you have to like froth Grind the milk. Wait. Do you? I'm not sure. <laughs> I have to ask my friend. Because my friend, she's been um, recommending it to me. It says she said it's really good. Is it a Breville? So she, I do not know. I haven't done the uh, research. I haven't. Okay. It's just been back of my mind. I haven't it, put action into it yet. It just depends whether you drink enough coffee to justify it and whether you have the counter space. And for anyone who actually listens to this, they would know if they, they, you know, they live out of home or they have a smaller kitchen, mm. counter space is gold. So yeah. if you have the counter space for a coffee machine, it is your other question. But it's really like whether you use it and whether this is just a phase and how much coffee. Well, I have a coffee every day, one a day. So. Oh, okay. I mean, you can kind of. An instant coffee doesn't do it for you? Because <laughs> right now what I'm doing is like we just buy a packet. Um, big bags of um, um, coffee beans, and they already grind it up. And like, it's a, this is an Asian. Th- I don't know about you, but this, what what they do in Malaysia is mm. when you go go to like like the side coffee town, mm. they they just they just put the coffee powder with just water, and that's it. Mm. And that's yeah. what I've been doing. Ah, yeah. and that's not enough for you. You need like a fresh brew type thing. Uh, it is enough, but like recently, I'm not sure. Like the coffee start tasting weird. It's like really bad aftertaste. It's probably the coffee bean itself. Yeah, maybe so, try just dude. Just start going back to white coffee. Yeah, white coffee just tastes good. White coffee yeah. always tastes good, but just just be careful because it's all sugar as well. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't put sugar in my coffees. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But like. I my go to coffee is a cappuccino, so it it yeah. has co- cocoa powder, so that kind of mm. it's kind of cheating, I guess. <laughs> so. Oh, barely! It's just at the top. Still, still. Yeah, okay, fine, yeah. fine. You know, I have I have much bigger of a sweet tooth, so <laughs> yeah. that's nothing to me. <laughs> All right. Cocoa powder. That's the beginning. <laughs> All right. On that okay. note, is yeah. it time to end our first episode? It is time to end our first episode because I think obviously me and you, you know us, we can talk for hours. But yes, right. only for the first one, I think we've done pretty well. Yep, we'll okay. see. See on the how this one. goes, and yeah. if if I listen to this in in five years' time, <laughs> and I'm a big podcaster, <laughs> and I've quit my job to pursue this full time, mm-hmm. this would be. The dream. Good, the dream. Like good good episode. Yep. Love right. it. No, I think either way, we can always see this. Like this is a this is a time capsule. This is seventh of true. 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 September twenty twenty in the midst of the beginning of the decade, in the midst of COVID. Mm. Amidst of everything that's happening right now. Mm. Technically, yeah, a piece of history. Yeah. We can probably talk about this in next podcast. I kinda want like reminds me of topic like mm-hmm. um what is kind of interesting to me is like the mindset of like a content creator before they become famous. Okay. Like are they, yeah, I'm not saying that we're going to become famous. (laughs) 
No, Although that that'd be nice. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> let's nice. Let's not get ahead saying. of ourselves. Yeah. We've been doing this for fun. <laughs> yeah, but like, what what but are yeah, they let's thinking? Explore that. Yeah, what are they thinking? Like, do they expect something to go viral? Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think it's definitely changed. Okay, we're not going to get too much into it, but yeah, I think but... it's definitely changed. Mm. Content creators at the beginning of like you know beginning of Instagram, beginning of Pinterest, beginning of YouTube to mm. what it is now. I think the market yeah. completely changed. The expectations have also changed. Mm. The whole notion of virality and everything has changed. Mm. Let's but leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk about that another episode. All right. All right. All right. Have a good Thanks. one. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Hope you enjoy. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>